All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh man, that's one of the greatest intros. Whoa. It's the bell coming in off the top rope there. Oh, love it. Love it. Welcome back. Wednesday edition of the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube is always brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Get in the game tonight. Hey, order fans. So you're telling me there's a chance. The Edmonton Orders have scored the third most first period goals in the NHL. And uh, Carolina has allowed the second most. The one thing the Orders have done well this year, despite all the losing, has start well. Can they do it again? We'll see. If you are feeling lucky, play Alberta.ca. $40 million tonight in Lotto 649. Get your tickets at playalberta.ca. Got a lot of texts to get to. 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, we all miss Ben, uh, one of the biggest order fans out there. Congrats on Mike's uh, wonderful news. Screw cancer. Your show is uh, PG, so I can't say what I really want to say from uh, Quill. Well, that's all right, Quill. I appreciate you keeping it uh, PG. Hey, Greg's. Uh, I'll be honest. Did not expect Mike Stelter to come on your uh, Who Was It Wednesday. What a fantastic guest and a great inspiring story. Uh, reminds me as much as I get frustrated about the orders that are much bigger problems in life. Uh, I will still be rooting uh, for the orders, but uh, if they lose, I don't think I'll be as upset as I normally would. Thanks for the dose of reality. That one comes from uh, Don. Well, Don, that wasn't necessarily planned, but hey, that's all good. I, I think we all, you know, hey, we get caught up in sports. We love it, and that's great. But yeah, it's it's always good to have, a, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, the orders lose, but whew, 
that's uh, that's nothing compared to the loss of the Stelters and all the other families out there who uh, have have a son or daughter, uh, you know, mom or dad right now who's who's dealing with it. Um, you know, we talked about it on last Friday's show. Um, uh, former member of the Rush, uh, former broadcast partner of mine, uh, Johnny Maurice, thirty nine years of age, uh, passed away. Leaves a lovely wife, Jamie, two young kids. Uh, he had collector uh, colorectal cancer. Got it at thirty six. Battled for uh, for four years. So yeah, um, cancer sucks. We all know it, and uh, a lot of different forms. And you know what? Uh, it's it's always a good reminder. And so that's what we try to do on the show. Hey, we like to have it light sometimes. We have a lot of zany comments that uh, make you probably shake your head, <laughs> probably laugh a few times. But uh, I think it's important to have those real conversations as well. So I thank Mike for uh, for coming on and sharing and kind of give us an update on uh, on how he's doing. Uh, most importantly, right now, which is uh, which is fantastic. So um, uh, it was great to it's great to see him, and it was uh, it was great to hear from him. So hey, Greg's great guest. It's crazy how much he sounds like Hyman. He's also a great dad. I smile every time I see Ben. It rarely stays as it just tears me apart knowing as I have my twin eight-year-olds to hug and he doesn't. Life's unfair sometimes from uh, iMac. Oh, it's true, man, right? Um, I, it was funny because my son, who is a little bit older than Ben, is nine now, and you know, just the one day we were talking and just kind of out of random and all my son he kind of gets teary-eyed. I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? He goes, well, just think about it. It's unfair. I, I, you know what it was? We were at the season. We were driving to the season opener. And he goes, it's unfair, Dad, that Ben's not here. And I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's true, but you know, it's good to it's good to have those conversations with your kids. I think uh, it's important. Um, I, I'm a firm believer the greatest thing if you can teach your kids is empathy. If you have empathy for others, I think uh, you're, you're going to end up having a lot uh, uh, more fulfilling life. Uh, no question about it. Um, let's go uh, in the room now. Brought to you by Next Gen. Transportation, a heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated and huge supporter of many charities. They've stepped up again to help us out in a month of giving, which, by the way, starts a week next, a week this Friday. We will have month of giving. Man, I got some good new gifts, man. I have good new prizes for you. I love the generosity of uh, so many of the companies out there. I have one more day to fill. So if you think you can come up with a real cool package, uh, please send me an email. Uh, Gregor at sports1440.ca. We're looking for one really uh, good one, and uh, hopefully we're, we're going to raise a lot of money again. And uh, Next Gen's always been a big part of that, which is uh, outstanding. Love it. Now, the uh, Oilers, of course, in Carolina to uh, take on the Hurricanes. And we will hear from the uh, starting net netminder tonight, uh, Stuart Skinner, who, of course, is uh, is looking to bounce back after a loss in Tampa Bay. He didn't play against Florida, uh, sat on the bench to watch that one, but uh, had started to start a lot of the games recently and, you know, gets a little bit of a break and just, you know, talk, hey, everybody knows what's on the line here for the Empton Orders, and, you know, they just they got to play better consistently as a group and individuals. Peaks and valleys are just a normal process of everything in life, really. When you're going through a little bit of a dip right now as a team, maybe longer than you guys have hoped to start the season, how do you get out of that? 
Um, that's uh, that's a great question. Um, we're all we're all going through that right now. We're all trying to learn, you know, what what it is that's going to help us, you know, uh, get out. Um, I will say, in the last four games, we've won three, um, so we are definitely climbing up. Uh, or sorry, we uh, we lost the last two. My bad, but. Um, but yeah, the last five I'll say we're three and two, so we're going we're going in the right direction. Uh, I, I will say we have been playing a lot better. Like our PK has been incredible, even though maybe we haven't gotten the results with a couple bad bounces. It's actually it's looking really good. Um, same with our power play; the guys are moving it well. Five on five, we've been, we've been doing great. I think sticking to the process, um, you know, trying to get better every day, and uh, also trying just trying to stay positive in this um, is going to be really huge. But it's a learning process for everybody. Yadmark looks like he's making his return tonight. What kind of a presence does he have, not only on the ice, but off the ice here in the locker room? Yeah, it's massive. I'm very excited to watch him play tonight. Um, from my experience being his teammate, he's just such a, he's, he's off the ice, he's such a great guy. Uh, he's very humble, uh, very kind, he's got a good heart. Um, he's just a, he's a really good team guy. He's there for your team uh, at all times. And on the ice, for me personally, I really enjoy him because he's, he's such a good two-way forward. Like, forward. Uh, he plays the right way every single day. You know what you're going to get out of Yanni. Uh, he's so consistent. Plays the same way every day. And I love him for that. Stu, giving way to Pickard last game, do you maybe watch him a little bit more like intently, just kind of trying to maybe pick up what, uh, like his style a little bit and what you can take from that? Yeah, I, I tell Picks every day that I'm trying to be more like him. He's, uh, he's uh, again, just another really good teammate, um, somebody who you always kind of want to be around. He's a very funny guy. Uh, I really enjoy him a lot. And um, on the ice, he does so many things well. He's obviously got a ton of experience, a lot of experience in the NHL. Um, a lot, just just a guy that, again, same thing as Yanni, just consistent. You know what you're going to get out of, out of him every day um, as a person and also on the ice. So I've been trying to I've been trying to take as much as I can from him. Is there a stylistic thing about his game that you like or maybe you try to pick up a little bit? Is there any of that? The guy doesn't get scored on on an open shot. Like he's, it's very good how, how well he tracks. It's very impressive. Um, I love the way how, just how calm he is, just his appearance on the ice. He's very calm, relaxed, nothing ever rattles him. Uh, he's just very focused, styled in on his job, and then leaves the rest to the rest of the guys. So it's, it's a very, he, he does things very professionally. Stu Skinner, of course, uh, back in between the pipes. Uh, you mentioned uh, Matthias Janmark uh, will draw in. He will play on the third line with Ryan McLeod and Derek Ryan. Uh, they're going to start with McDavid, Drysdale, and Fogel together. Nugent Hopkins, Kane, and Hyman. It's been a pretty good line here the last uh, few weeks for Edmonton. Then uh, Hamblin, Brown, and uh, they'll either... Play Ernie, or they'll go with seven defensemen, and uh, DeHarnay will stay in the lineup. Uh, in, in the morning skate, anyway, you had Nurse with Kulak, Bouchard and Ekholm, and then uh, CC Broberg, uh, DeHarnay rotating in. So I'm very curious to see what the time on ice is. So unless Cody CC suddenly got an injury, I'm rather perplexed why he uh, was down in the in the third pair. That. That seems a little odd to me, considering he's been their most consistent uh, defenseman this season, at least in my eyes. And and a lot of the numbers will back it up. He's been their most consistent uh, defender so far uh, this season. Uh, the uh, let's get to the uh, lineup now. Brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. 
Of course, the existing business is a free uh, Spirit Marine, and now they've uh, teamed up with uh, Sherwood Ford. You got uh, Sherwood Power Sports. It's a state of the art facility. It's got ninety one thousand liter test pool. They can service boats in, drive through your boat. You get to test it in there. Um, uh, also, uh, they're selling fishing boats, pontoon boats, and more. Check it out, uh, Sherwood Power Sport and Marine. And uh, we mentioned the uh, the orders lineup. All the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Oof. It's uh, it's a pretty deep team. Uh, they will have a uh, Antiranta starting in goal tonight as uh, Anderson is uh, is still injured up front. Uh, Aho with Seth Jarvis and Tavo Teravine and Tavo Teravine nine goals already on the season for him. Seth Jarvis being pretty hot as of late. Netjes uh, Svechnikov and Kakaniemi. Their Euro line will be their uh, second line. Uh, Jordan Stahl, Jordan Martinuk, and uh, Jesper Fast. Right, J cubed. Is that what they call their line? If not, they should. Uh, Jack Drury, Stefan Nosen, Michael Bunting on the fourth line in uh, in Carolina right now. Kind of shows you the uh, depth that they have. Uh, back end, Slavin and Burns. Pesci plays with uh, Brady Shea. And then uh, Dimitri Orloff is in the third pair with Jalen Chatfield. My goodness, like they are deep. They are a really deep team. This is going to be a real tough game for Edmonton. There's no question about it. Uh, honestly, I think... The only way maybe to beat Carolina is the order's top-end guys got to really dominate because Carolina doesn't have elite forwards that can match McDavid and Drysaddle. But they got a lot of depth. They got goaltending. They got defense. They got it all. So this, is to me, might be one of those games where Connor McDavid in Florida, to me, looked like the Connor McDavid of old. Darting, hitting holes. Guys weren't able to catch him, drawing penalties, drawing a penalty shot. They need it. They'd obviously love to get Drysaddle off the schneid. He needs a goal. You know, his point production isn't bad. He's actually uh, one of, I think, only two Oilers who hasn't been outscored five on five this year. So he hasn't had a bad season, but his goal scoring right now is almost non-existent. And the Oilers power play unit, like, if there was ever a time to wake up, this is the game. You need it. Like, Carolina lines one through four is deeper. There's there's no debate. Now, their top line won't match McDavid and Drysaddle, but their line's... You know, their other lines are really deep. And look at their defense core. I mentioned Dimitri Orloff is in your third pair. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Brady Shea, Jacob Slavin, Dimitri Orloff. Without question, that's the best left three defensemen on any team in the NHL. All right, and then you you look down the right side. Burns and Pesci, pretty solid. Uh, Chatfield's in tonight. D'Angelo gets the night off. But, man, that is, um, that's a hell of a roster. This is... Uh, this is a tough game uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. You know what? Uh, five on five, they've started to score lately. They've got 11 goals in their last five games, five on five, which is uh, sixth most in the NHL in that time. So at least that, that's the one area of their game that's trending in the right direction. And they've had eight different scores, five on five in that time, which is also key. Evander Kane leading the way with four, five on five goals. But the Oilers, you know, they need Ryan McLeod, it's got to get going. You got to like him and Yanmark. Now I know it's only Yanmark's eighth game, but still, he's got to get going. Connor Brown obviously needs to do, show a pulse offensively, no question. And I, I do think, like, if Brown in two games is suddenly on your fourth line, for the people that are like, there's no chance they should have played him in game ten. The longer you put Brown on your fourth line, the longer that argument is valid. That's just a fact. I didn't think they would they, they would sit him out for the 10th game because I thought they were going to play him in their top nine because that's what they signed him for. 
But my goodness, if this guy's end the season in your bottom in your fourth line, my goodness, that the the bonus is always a big risk, but now it just looks like a massive matzo ball of absolute dung right now is what it looks like. There's uh, there's no sugar coating in it, man. You can't sugarcoat it. So uh he's gonna have to get going somehow, some way. Find a way to contribute on the scoreboard. He has to. Just that simple. That's a lineup report brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Check it out uh, just across from Millennium Place in Sherwood Park. Uh, Mark Spector is going to join us from uh, Carolina. We also have uh, Tony Marinero joining us uh, later on. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. What about Jake Allen? What about Montembeau? Does either make sense? We'll find out on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on uh, Oilers Nation YouTube. And you're coming to us live today from the Ewell Studio. Your electrical distributor. Always uh, trying to add a little pulse to the show, a little jolt of electricity. You'll get it all at Ewell, E-W-E-L dot C-A, your leading electrical distributor. 423, welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Declan Kruger along the ride, running everything digital on Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, we are live in Sports 1440, presented by Play Alberta. Dot .ca is the Oilers uh, into a uh, rally Carolina later on tonight and uh, trying to get a victory. Uh we'll get uh, Speck on the line uh, momentarily but got a few uh, texts to get to 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Hey boys, uh do you think they might be showcasing uh Fogel and Kulak for a trade from Stu? Uh Stu, I do I I heard LT mention showcasing stuff. Here's the thing. Warren Fogel has played what? 400 games in the NHL. Everybody knows what Warren Fogle is. Warren Fogle's played a lot of games with McDavid and Drysaddle this year. Why? Because he's been one of their more consistent forwards. Um, I, I don't think a team's going to be, oh, geez, there's Fogle up with McDavid and Drysaddle. Man, look at him play. He should be in our top six. He's not a top six player full time. He, he doesn't have the finishing ability. Speed, work ethic, all that, no problem. He's a really good, solid third-line player. Playing him with McDavid and Drysaddle, I don't believe for a second that did anything to do with showcasing. Uh, Kulak, same reason. No, Kulak's a good defender. People have seen him. He's been in the Stanley Cup Finals. He's been in the playoffs lots. He's been quite successful there. But I don't think anybody believes, oh, we're going to play Kulak on the right side in the top pair. Oh, geez, maybe we should acquire him because he can be that for us. No, I know. I mean, like, I, I think the, sh- the showcasing thing, honestly, I don't really buy into it at all, ever. You've got professional scouts that have lots of viewings of players. Putting a guy on your top line so he can score a goal or two, unless you think the opposing team's scouts are clueless, I, I guess that's always a possibility. I've, I've never really bought into the uh, the showcasing guys argument because everybody knows what Kulak is. He's a solid number five who can moonlight as, as a number four at times for sure. But that's what he is. And Warren Fogle's a third-line player. Who's on a team like Fogel's going on your top line because you have a lot Connor Brown's doing nothing. Right? And they're loading up Dry Settle and McDavid. Right? When they play them apart, then they try to put Fogel on your third line because you're like, hey, if he's on our third line, maybe they can get us something. And that's the argument now is they take now your third line. Oh, Matthias Janmark, you know what? Maybe uh, him and Ryan and, and McLeod can do some damage. You know, they'll probably see the stall line. We'll see. That's the one line in Carolina that's been struggling a little bit. So we'll find out. Let's get to the spec report brought to you by G. S Construction, proud to be part of the Edmonton and area community for almost 50 years. Subterrain uh, Construction, they help it out and they're hiring. You want to work for a fantastic company, 
Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. You'll see all the uh, positions that they're hiring for. As uh, Mark Spector joins us uh, once again, uh, Speck, the uh, the big question is... Cody Cece has been your most consistent defender. And uh, in the morning skate today, it looked like he was in the third pair. Like, I don't know, is he there because he's going to be the the uh, the protector of Broberg and Broberg's playing the left side, which I get the theory behind it. But it seems a tad odd that the guy who hasn't been on the ice for a goal against in the last five is getting a demotion. Yeah, I don't think that that's what's going on. I think you nailed it with Broberg. Okay. And I'm, I'm personally kind of hoping, you know, it always bugs me when I'm covering a team and people say, what about this Broberg? And I say, I don't know how good he is because they never play him enough to know how good he is. No. So I hope, I hope what they're doing here is they're going to put a little, invest a little time in Broberg and give him five games in a row with a good player. I think that's what they're doing is they're getting, they're putting him on his left side. A young guy shouldn't be on the wrong side and a young guy shouldn't be playing four minutes. So hopefully they're going to play Broberg you know, a proper amount of time with a good defensive partner. And maybe we're going to start to figure out if this kid can play or not. Yeah. So, and that was the one thing I said, I'm not going to freak out because I'll be curious to see what's the time on ice for CeCe. Because if it's close to what he was playing before five on five, then you know what? Okay. No big deal. But if suddenly Cody CeCe's playing less, uh, you know, than Evan Bouchard five on five, I'm not sure that's the good plan. No, I think you're right. That's absolutely for sure right. <laughs> so, yes, uh, this can't – I mean, this team isn't in a position to limit the ice time of a guy that's been their, maybe their most steady defenseman all season. That's That can't be the plan here, man. Uh, I, I guess I'd say to you that their their own zone has been so disorganized the last few games. It's swapping up partners. It's not going to make you worse. So, you know, let's see what happens. And maybe they feel – maybe they're – again, I know the plan this summer, right? The plan this summer was going to be Ekholm and Broberg. And everybody thought inside the organization and out, it's going to be like last year when they went Ekholm-Bouchard. And Broberg's going to get to play with Ekholm and he's going to get settled down and we're going to find out. Maybe he'll do the same thing Bouchard did and we're all going to be live happily ever after. And well, that plan, Ekholm gets hurt and it never happened. But – uh, I think I know there was a plan to kind of invest in Broberg a little this bit this year, and through 15 games we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, that's fair, and uh, you know I'm I'm interested. Like tonight's just a bad matchup for Edmonton. Historically, like Carolina is a good team spec. They got good depth. They got good defense. Heck, Orloff's in the third pair for God's sakes, right? Yep. <laughs> so, yep. like. I look tonight if they got any hope of winning, honestly, like McDavid's got to play like he did last game. It looks like, you know, he's got his mojo back a little bit and they're going to need dry settle and ultimately their power play, which like looks lost to me. I still, you know, any conversation, anything you see in practice from them, I know they spent, uh, I think it was, um, uh, was it Tuesday or Sunday? Maybe Sunday. I think it was working uh, on their power play because spec, like it's amazing how disjointed it looks right now. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing how disjointed it looks. As the game goes on, too, like what I think we've seen is a couple, you know, Tampa, they had two early power plays that were awesome. I mean, really good and didn't score. Drysaddle missed the net on his opportunities, and but the, the power play was good. Uh, was it a power play? Was it a power play save that uh, Bobrovsky made on Drysaddle last game? With that great glove. Yeah, I thought it was five on five, but it was an unreal. Yeah, it might have been five on yeah, five. It but, you know, the, the point I'm trying to get to is 
what's what's happened, you know, we always talk about how this power play doesn't just score, but it scores timely goals. So what's happened the last few games is they're getting a chance. It's a one goal game, mid third period, they draw a penalty and the power play takes the momentum away. It doesn't even come close to scoring. And that's not what we're used to seeing. That power play has been pretty clutch. When it, when they get out there in a the third period, the goal is needed. They've provided for a long time. And right now, in third periods, and you know, as the game goes on, they're getting further away from scoring instead of closer. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Now, Dry Settle McDavid, I, I guess he, because Kane and Hyman are playing so well, you can probably get away with it uh, to load them mm-hmm. up, and, and maybe it's it's the best opportunity against a team that if there's one thing Carolina lacks is they don't have the one dominant line. They've got a lot of good line spec, but they don't have a dominant line per se. Although their first line's good, don't get me wrong. But, you know, if McDavid and Dreisaitl are playing to their potential, then it's a mismatch in favor uh, of Edmonton. How do you see Knobloch running this? Because you know what uh, Carolina's going to do. They, they they run their four lines, right? Like, Stahl gets a lot of ice time as their third line. Uh, you know, they even play their fourth line. Like, Bunting's on their fourth line right now. Is Knobloch going to run three lines tonight, do you think? Or, like, James Hamlin, I think, has actually played pretty well. So, you know what? And he scored a goal, for God's sakes. You might have got to play him more than some of your other bottom six guys. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going 11 and 7 tonight for, for one. I think. I don't know for sure, right? We're going to warm up's going to start any minute here. Um, so, right away, the minute you go 11 and 7, any conversation of how much is the fourth line going to play, why are we even having it? We know what happens with 11 and 7. You play three lines, right? Yeah. So, if, if they go 11 and 7, let's not even. Concern ourselves with the Oilers' fourth line, it won't matter. They don't have one. Uh, I like a four-line team, and I think this team in Edmonton. I'm, I'm a broken record on the fact that they have they have uh, neglected their bottom, certainly their fourth line, and at times their bottom six. So we, we're not fixing that in the next five minutes, pal. That's a that's <laughs> they don't have any identity down there. They don't have some of the right guys, in my opinion. That uh, that's not getting fixed right now. So in the meantime, when you come up against a good four-line team like Carolina or Vegas, uh, they present a problem to you, don't they? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Spec, the good news for the Oilers, their goalie situation's fixed. Jack Campbell got an American League Hockey uh, shutout, uh, <laughs> American <laughs> Hockey League shutout last night. So uh, I'm sure he'll be back up soon. Yeah, well, it's, somewhat a, it's a good thing because they don't vote for the Vesna for another few months yet. So we got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> like um, the. <sighs> How long can they wait to make a decision in your eyes? Like, I'm not saying they're not trying, but you got to try harder, don't you? Okay, here's my analogy, Jake. Give me a give me a 30 seconds. Sure, I'll give I'll give you two minutes, buddy. I don't need all that. But when when they acquired Jack Campbell, remember this, folks. Koskinen and Mike Smith, who everyone was fed up with, certainly the numbers and the and the, the salary. Those guys were done. So Kenny Holland goes into his summer. He's got Stuart Skinner and nobody. And Stuart Skinner was just a rookie. So he had tons of pressure to get a goalie. And they didn't get a Hussel. Detroit got him. Kemper wasn't coming here. So the only guy left out there as a free agent that was, if any pedigree, was Jack Campbell. And everyone said, man, you can't come back without a goalie. you got to get a goalie on July 1st. If you don't, you know, all you can't win next year without a goalie. So what can Holland do? He went out and got a goalie. He got the only guy available. He wasn't. I doubt he was that sure on Jack Campbell because no one else was. And look where we're at. So for all those folks saying trade for a goalie tomorrow, no matter what the price is, 
Remember what happened the last time they signed a goalie, no matter what the price was, right? Didn't go so good. So, sure, do they need a goalie? You're damn right they need a goalie. Should they just take the next offer that's open before Wednesday at midnight? Last time they did that, how'd that go for you? Yeah, that's fair. Unfortunately, um, even even though Jack Campbell's available, it didn't mean you had to give him five uh, five times five, okay, right? Sure, like that's fair, that's the fair, point. You sure. like Cal Peterson got three times five. Like three times five spec right now would look so much better because you know, know. for buyouts and trade purposes and everything else. So yes, yes. Um, I'm not talking about the contract, and I totally agree with you, Jason. You are right, but in the end, they hurried. They felt pressure. And they signed a guy that's not a very good goaltender. Don't do it twice is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's uh, that is valid. Um, I do wonder though. Like you look at the names that are out there. Like Yaro Halak. It's funny because yeah. he didn't want to go on a conditioning stint. He hasn't played all season long. He's been practicing. Him. Like I, 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 where do you come out on Halak? I'm not. I'm not really sold on him. No chance, pal. Old goalie. Doesn't want to do conditioning. Probably going to be hurt in two weeks. Forget <laughs> it. No chance. I mean, he's just he's, – I'm not saying what you have is working, but I am also not saying that Halak is your solution. Yeah. He's old, he wasn't that great when he was younger, <laughs> and now he's old, and he hasn't played all year. That guy can't be the solution. Sorry. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, <laughs> you know, there, there are other ones that, that at least are intriguing – Somewhat, you know, there's Jake yes. Allen. Um, you know, I, I, I look at Blackwood in San Jose. I think there's some potential there for sure. Um, the the yep. cost is is probably going to be a lot, uh, especially if it includes Jack Campbell, which it probably has to if you're the Edmonton oh, Oilers. So then it's huge. Yeah. Then it's huge. If, yeah. if Campbell's going the other way, that's a whole new deal. Like, you know, I almost like the thought better of finding a guy for a million and a half that, that makes a million and a half, making that deal work somehow. And dealing with Campbell in a separate situation. But, hey, maybe you kill two birds with one stone. I'm not saying you can't. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I'd say to you, Jay, if if we're taking an unknown, give me a bit of an unknown like Blackwood or Montembeau or someone like that. Don't give me an unknown like Halak because he's not an unknown. I know what happens. How old's Halak? 35 or something? No, I think he's 38. Yeah, 38-year-old goalies, they spend more time on the IR than they do in your crease. So bad idea. Yeah, Yaros uh, Halak is thirty eight. So yeah, no, not no thanks. He, and Montembeau, I'm not uh, Montembeau to me hasn't. Uh, he is. I'm not even interested in him because he's got no track record. I really think uh, Kevin Woodley talked about the importance of a veteran for a young goalie. And when you look at the Orders organization spec, um, Darnell Nurse never really had a veteran guy, right? Like Andre Secker was here for a year or two, then he was bought out. Um, Connor McDavid never really like Sidney Crosby. If you go back and look at the guys, Mark Recchi, Bill Guerin, yeah. right? Like they never had that. Don't do it again. And to have Stuart Skinner, like no offense to Jack Campbell, but he's not the veteran guy the, you know, you go out there to me, like that's where Jake Allen at least has some merit to him because he's a veteran. Um, Blackwood, not so much, but to what me, about Reimer? Yeah, maybe for a year, but I, Detroit, I think, needs Reimer. They want to try to make the playoffs. So unless they're just going to give up on things right away, I'm not sure uh, why they would. So to me, that's that's the only thing for Blackwood where you're like, okay, now it's just two guys competing, which competition is great, but sometimes it's good to have a veteran guy. And uh, and I know he's been through a lot, but he's also not a veteran. Like Duncan Keith came in and Bouchard, look, he's got, he's got Keith and Ekholm. I think that's a big advantage. 
No, I, I totally agree, sir. I'm just plugging my computer in. I'm running out of juice. Yes. Listen, you can take this thing all the way back to 2010, right, when they yes. drafted Taylor Hall. 100%. And this team was run by a bunch of 19- and 20-year-olds, Jason or, or Jordan Eberle and Taylor Hall and who's the kid uh, his dad played for the Islanders. Um, Nilsson, Robert Nilsson. Yeah. I mean, not the Islanders, but you know the guy, Robert yeah. Nilsson. Yeah, yeah, the Kent point Nilsson, is, Flames. Kent, that's Kent's dad was Kenta. Of course he wasn't an Islander. Um the point is that has been a fatal flaw in Edmonton for yeah. many, many years. Mm-hmm. The wrong when they did bring a veteran in, they brought the wrong veteran in. So yes, right? Mark Recchi, he's the right veteran. You know, the Bermuda Triangle, who's oh, that seven? God. Eric Belanger. That's still yeah, my favorite. He was the wrong veteran. Spec, uh, <laughs> there's some things I've done in my career, Ola, but I'll tell you the Belanger Triangle is the greatest nickname I ever came up with. I love it to this day. That and the human <laughs> that and the human rake. If I ever get you know what uh, that, I'm like, don't for, don't remember for anything else other than the Belanger Triangle and the Human Rake. Those are two of my favorites. And the Shinpat Assassin. Uh, those three I think yeah. are, uh, are are pretty good. So but God, the Belanger Triangle so good because god right so they need the right veterans and and listen you gotta say man like let's not go too deep on trying to instruct ken holland what kind of goalie he needs in november when he's desperate (laughs) and the rest of the league knows it (laughs) he's not picking from a right pre full of goalies here pal touche Touche on that one, yeah. So, I mean, Edmonton needs a goalie. What? I, I didn't. Believe, I didn't know that. Jeez. Yeah, what have I right. been watching? So, uh, uh, t- t- tonight, uh, I'm curious to see how the orders like. They start well. Spec. The key will be can they finish well. I'm not so. I won't be surprised if orders score first. Like I don't think anybody will. They they've no. done very well out of the gate, but uh, unfortunately, then they let the gate hit them in the ass on the way out, and that hasn't been good. Yeah, no, and it's uh, this is confidence, right? This is a team that there are they're back into here we go again country when the first goal goes in it begets the second goal because they've watched the movie too many times here so you know what this team needs to do is they got to hang on to a lead here and there and and remind themselves we've seen them do it they can do it gotta remind themselves hey we can lock it down like what this team needs jay they need a two nothing win that's what they need this team's got to learn, you know, believe in its ability to defend. Because right now, I'm here to tell you, it does not believe in its ability to defend. It doesn't believe in it. And until they get some reason to believe, things won't change much. No. Speck, uh, enjoy the game. Rather quiet there so far. Enjoy the game, and uh, we will chat with you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Jay. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sports. And the Specker Board brought to you by GS Construction. Hey, Gregor, I text you on uh, November 6th about Blackwood. Now you like him? Well, I thought Stu, I don't like him. I'm just saying he's an option. And remember, as Specka so accurately pointed out right now, the options aren't necessarily the best options. He's an option. I'd like him better than Montembeau. That's all I'll say. And, and we're going to talk about Montreal's goalies coming up at the top of the hour with Tony Marinero. Like, which one would you want? That's the question I have. Like, which one would you want? Is, does, like, Montambo, I haven't seen enough games of him to really know. He's 27. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's that 27 year old guy who, who all of a sudden just needs a chance. But why isn't he getting a chance there? So, uh, we'll find out after, uh, five o'clock with, uh, Tony Marinero. When we come back, we'll get to Saint Question, five questions brought to you by the Brick on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 
Oh, yeah, you got to get to that part of it. I love it. Uh, welcome back to the Jason Greer Show on Sports 1440, live on Oilers Nation. YouTube, uh, Oilers taking on uh, Carolina. Full slate of 14 games tonight in the NHL. No games tomorrow. And then 15 on Friday, where the Oilers will be a, a matinee affair in Washington because it's uh, Black Friday. And uh, speaking of Black Friday, let's get to five questions. Brought to you by the Mick. Brick as they have Canada's best Black Friday deals. One day only, you can buy any TV, get $50 credits used towards furniture and mattress, plus buy any two appliances, and you get a $100 gift card at the Brick and the Brick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, question number one. Let's get a score prediction and we'll throw in a bold prediction as well as the Oilers in Carolina. Take it on the Hurricanes tonight. Oh, a bold prediction. The Oilers' first unit power play scores a goal. At this state, uh, you know, that would never fall into the bold category. But sadly for the uh, Oilers right now, the, that is bold, which is uh, unfortunate for them. So uh, a score, uh, sadly, Oilers fans, I don't see it. I say uh, 4-2 Carolina. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I'm with you. I'll go a little bit higher, maybe 5-3. Maybe we get a few fireworks offensively. A bold prediction. Warren Fogle gets two goals playing on that top line. Ooh. Go to the net. Keep your stick on the ice. Good things will happen. I'll say he uh, he sticks it to the former team. Uh, question number two. We were uh, talking, someone on Fantasy Frenzy today had asked us, what would be a good two-game parlay for, uh, you know, air quotes, easy money? And Brandon and I said, you know, there's not too many easy games, but there's a lot of competitive games. So, Gregor, outside of the Oilers-Canes, uh, what's a game you'll be watching tonight for uh, some good hockey? Well, good hockey is different than if I, there's one game. I don't see how the Columbus Blue Jackets are losing to Chicago tonight. Right? I think they'll find a way to win. But the the Bruins and Panthers, man, that is an unreal matchup. Uh, the Jets and the uh, the Lightning, uh, that would be another game that uh, that I would be uh, rather uh, intrigued to watch. So uh, I will go with uh, I will go with those two. Yeah, I'll go later on the later slate. Uh, you touched on it quickly. Makar and Hughes, Canucks, Avalanche. I think that could be a fun one. And then I'll say Stars and Golden Knights. I think that that should be an interesting one as well. So lots of good hockey tonight uh, once the Oilers wrap up later on in the evening. Uh, Gregor, question number three for you. After the loss to Jamaica last night, the Canadian men's national team will now play Trinidad and Tobago in March for a chance to qualify. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. For Copa America 2024, will they do it? Well, they're not going to lose to Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> Come on. I got to believe, baby. I got to believe in the red and white. So, yes, uh, they will qualify for Copa America. Yeah, I, I have to go with you there. Obviously, we're we're months away from this happening. We, there's still some things to figure out, but they better. If they don't, we got an issue. So I'll say expectations are high. They, they're going to find a way to get it done against TNT down in Texas. Uh, question number Four for you. If you're at PlayAlberta.ca, looking to have a good, responsible time tomorrow, American Thanksgiving, and you're doing a three-game NFL parlay, we're going to go money line. Which teams are you taking? So here? just straight up. Straight up, yes. Well, taking Detroit for sure at home. I will take Dallas for sure at home, and I will take uh, San Francisco on the road. That would uh, that would be a that would be my lockdown book it. Like I know Seattle six and four, but uh, Walker's out, so uh, I will take San Fran. Now, I'm with you on those. That's kind of boring. So part two, part B of that question, I'm going to throw the the line at you, and then we'll do it again. So Detroit, seven and a half point favorites. I will take Detroit. Commanders are 13 and a half points underdogs to Dallas. Well, I might take Washington with the points. Yeah, that's a good one. And then Niners right now, seven point favorites over the Seahawks. Hmm. Seven, eh? I still might lean to the 49ers. It might end up being a push, but I would take them. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say all the teams cover. So we'll see. You think but... Dallas covers? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sam Howell, he's so up and down. Like, he, he looks great against some teams, and then he plays the Giants, and he looks terrible. So I think uh, Micah Parsons, he's not going to be taking that pre-workout before the game tomorrow. I don't know if you heard that story, Gregor. But uh, Micah Parsons took some pre-workout before his last game. Felt crazy. His heart was going nuts. Mm-hmm. Kind of rendered him ineffective. So I think he's going to be ready to go. Prime time. Uh, I think he'll make Sam Howell's life tough. And the Cowboys win by, yeah, double digits, maybe 15 points. Final question for you. On this day in 1995, Toy Story was released. So what is your favorite animated kids movie of all time? <sighs> My favorite animated. Hmm. Well, it's funny. I've watched lots of them because of my son lately, and uh, I, I joke some animated films. I'm like, I think it's more for the parents than it is for the kids. <laughs> I love it. So I'm really torn because I love the final 30 minutes of Sing. Like, I like a lot of it. The middle is annoying, but then when they do the concert, man, that's unbelievable. I love that. So I'm going to say Sing, but also Lightning McQueen, Cars. My God, I loved it. So... Those two, for sure. Now, if I'm going back to when I was younger, I would say The Lion King. God, like, are you kidding me? That was gut-wrenching. He loses his dad. No! Like, whew. A little tear to my eye just thinking about it. Yeah. But when Simba comes back, though, pretty uh, get goosebumps. Yeah, but still, Mufasa, that was a tough one, man. Big time, big time. Uh, For me, I kind of like all the ones you said. We watched Sing in uh, the movie Watch couple of years ago last year and uh, i still to this day i'll throw that on all the time for my niece and nephews uh maybe the second one as well if you've got lion king i will take aladdin 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the remake, the live action as well, but the cartoon is a classic. So I'll go with Aladdin. Yes. No, that's good. I, I like it better, too. That's a, that's a good call. It's a real good call. Hey, guys, just remember, Washington just lost to Strutty's Giants. It's true. Yeah, that's probably a valid point as to why Dallas might absolutely pump them. But then I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe that motivates them not to get embarrassed. But, yeah, Dallas at home, don't they kind of usually dominate at home on Thursdays? Maybe that's just my my memory playing tricks on me. But I'd have to look at what their record is on uh, Thanksgiving Day Thursdays. Can you find it? I can tell you that the Chargers beat the Cowboys about five years ago. Okay, that's one game. That's one game, but it, it stands out. Uh, I've got to scroll back here. Stands out. Keenan Allen went absolutely Ooh, crazy. Sorry, oh, they caught balls that game. That was a different, <laughs> different was, time for the Chargers. It, different yeah. time. Different time in their history. <laughs> okay, we got the all-time. Do you have the all-time th- Thanksgiving Day Cowboys? They played a lot. They don't have their individual record. Uh, so last okay. year they beat the Giants. Yeah. The year before they lost to the Raiders. They beat, or actually, they the Commanders or the Washington Football Team at the time stomped them forty-one sixteen a couple oh. of years ago. Wow! So maybe, see, look, my memory is wrong. Lost to the Bills, beat Washington, lost oh. to the Chargers, lost to uh, beat Washington. So, yeah, kind of almost fifty-fifty in like oh, the last okay. decade. Well, there you go. So maybe, uh, maybe my gut instinct on Washington was correct. We'll see. But uh, I think Detroit. Like I know the Packers uh, just put up some points, but remember they played the worst pass defense in the league. Like I know it's your Chargers con, sorry, but I remember. it's the truth. And <laughs> I think I think Detroit absolutely runs roughshod, which doesn't happen because for years Detroit wasn't very good and they always had the early game and you're like, God, watching Detroit, I'm getting spanked. I think Detroit spanks Green Bay tomorrow in the uh, in the opening game. For sure. I will uh, I will take them all day. A couple of years ago I had a tell me I'm wrong saying we should get Detroit out of that opening game and now I'm backpedaling. They're fun to watch. Yeah, you got to stick with the. But eventually, that you know, you knew it was going to turn. It only was like two decades, and then they were good. But they did have Megatron. They had Barry Sanders, so they had some exciting guys. They just, yeah, the teams uh, weren't very good for the uh, the longest time. Uh, when we come back, is Motown Bone good? Like really? We'll talk to a guy who watches them every game. He'll give us their legit. Rundown. I see a lot of people, you know, and sometimes you can convince yourself, oh, look at this. Look at his ex- his uh, goals saved above expected, blah, blah, blah. How many actual saves is he making? Montan Bow good? Is he worth it? Jake Allen? What do you think? We'll uh, find out next. Tony Marinero will give us the uh, the scoop on the goaltending in Montreal. And also, I know I, I've seen people being texting me. I know somebody must be talking about it online about, oh, if the owners acquire Carey Price. Okay, remember this. If you if you acquire Carey Price and you're already in LTIR, it does no benefit. So the only way to get Carey Price on your regular roster is you'd have to clear out $10.5 million so you can put him on the roster and then put him on LTIR. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So keep that in mind. Gregor, uh, just some news here. Darnell Nurse took a puck to the face during warm-ups. Looks like it might have ricocheted off the crossbar. So he went straight down the tunnel with a trainer. That might be playing with a full bubble, is what you're saying. I I mean, he's a tough guy. I don't think he's going to miss it. But, yeah, it looks like it caught him right between the eyes. Oh, wow. And he doesn't wear a helmet in warm-up, so. Nope. Mm, Well, there you go. So, yowzers. Not saying that uh, he should, but either way. Because who knows, even if he had the helmet on, it might still hit him. But, yikes, there you go. So uh, we'll see an update. Hey. When it rains, it pours for order fans.
Let's get to the Comment Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. No rain, but there's probably snow coming. And you don't want to wait and then be like, oh, my God, there's a big dump and I don't have anything to clean it with. Well, they have all the snow removal gear that you need and the best accessories. Relieve the stress of snow removal with EdmontonKubota.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.